Yeah, at, at summer camp, I really talked about like running a race. Um, so I start with this. You know, anyone found it hard to run a race for God while having to face the world? You know, with summer camp, we had like these five days that were just amazing. But I feel like we could all relate where we come back to the world and it's like so disappointing. We're back to reality. We're back to seeing non-Christians as people who, you know, they judge us and, you know, they don't believe the same things of us. Like when we go to like, in, you know, you go to work or you go to school and you're just like, oh, these people don't believe the same things as me. And you just, you find it just like so hard just to like run your race and like just to, just to love God. But um, out of summer camp, I believe that like the whole point was we got to experience God for like five days, but then we took that learning experience and we like apply to it, like we apply it to the rest of our lives, like our everyday life. And that's just the same with like church here. When we listen to the word, we we take that word, we like absorb it, and then we apply it to our everyday life. And that's like what really helps us um, like run a race. So. Um, the title of my message was like, Seek His Face Always or Seek His Face Every Day. 1 Chronicles 16.11 says, Look to the Lord and His strength. Seek His face always. This means we need to be like, constantly seeking His face so that we can keep like, the fire burning like, on the Monday when, when we're at work or you know, when we're at school, just whenever we're not like, directly in like, God's presence. And um, Hebrews 12 one to three. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so in- easily entangles us, and let us run the race with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured the opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. What I really got out of that verse is perseverance. Like, we need to keep having perseverance so we can keep running a race for God. And that means not just experiencing God if we're at summer camp for those five days, not just experiencing God if we're at church. It's about seeking his face always, all the time, all the time being with the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit being inside us. Perseverance has like a really great definition, which is like persistence in doing something like despite difficulty or another way it would you could name it is continued effort to do or achieve something despite difficulties, failure, or opposition. And that really describes Christian life. That's what we've got to do as Christians. It's not easy, but we've got to have perseverance because otherwise we're really going to struggle and we're going to burn out. You're not going to be able to keep your fire burning. You're not going to be able to keep running for God. The only time you're going to, you're going to get to church and you're going to be exhausted from running a race where you're constantly facing like opposition you know, in daily life. John sixteen thirty three says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You know, we've got to persevere and run the race despite the difficulties and the trials. And we've got to do that by constantly seeking his face. 
No, it means we've got to do things that aren't always easy. It means like opening up our Bible, reading scripture the first thing in the morning before we check our phone. You know, it means praying when we don't want to pray. It means like surrendering our life to God when we're like, actually, I'd rather today, I'd rather do what I want to do rather than what God wants to do. But I love God and I want his plan for my life. So I'm going to surrender like my, you know, I'm going to surrender to God's plan rather than my own. So when we do that, when we like surrender, that's how we build up the perseverance, when we constantly seek his face, despite the trials and despite even sometimes if we don't even want to, that's when we build up the perseverance that keeps us from running, keeps us running the race. James 1, 2 to 3 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And there's a lot of practical things that we can do to seek his face every day and to have that perseverance to keep running the race. So like I said, we can surrender to him every day. We need to just talk to God, talk to God alone, and just say, you, know, you, you created me, so therefore this day belongs to you. You know, how can I say, you created me, you love me, but you know, I don't give my day to you. I'm not going to do what you want me to do. I'm going to do my own way. You know, we've got to open our heart to him. You know, and it says, the Bible says, you know, knock and the door will be opened. So we know that God is there waiting for us. We just need, we just need to like step in and just say, you know, Lord, I want your way. And then God will come to us. God loves us. And, you know, we have free will. So God isn't going to like force us to do anything. And he's not going to make us, you know, like feel bad if we don't, if we don't pray, if we don't pray or we don't read our Bible. He's not going to make us feel bad. But God so much wants to meet with us, but we have to take that step. And that step can be scary because you, do, you, know, you don't know what's going to happen, but, God will, but what, God will come because the Bible says that he will, so he will. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we can spend time each day alone with God. You know, Matthew 6, 6 says... But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees you, what is done in secret, will reward you. You know, we know that with God, it's about relationship, not religion. That's why when we have to take that step and spend alone time with him. You know, God is so good, and we need to be constantly filled with his Holy Spirit. And we can't just be filled every Sunday. It's not enough. I've tried. And then you go, like, when I've gone back to school, and I've gone, oh, my gosh, I can't do this. You know, you've got to be filled, you know, every morning. You know, whenever, whenever you need it, you've got, you've got to be filled. Otherwise, just life is just too difficult. You're too bombarded. You're not, you don't experience, like, the freedom from God. Yeah. So we've got to have, like, a personal relationship. Because you can't just have a relationship based off what happens at church or what your friends do or what your parents do. It's got to be what you do. Because God sees you and he sees you alone. And he he has a plan for all of us. But each of us have a different plan. So we've got to spend a relationship just with him. One of my, like, favorite Christian lyrics from the song Our Eyes Are On You by Martin Smith is... 
and like smart and smith. <laughs> I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. And sometimes you've just got to declare that. There's been times in my life where I've been like, you know, situations happen and you're like, I don't, honestly, don't know what to do. But my eyes are on you. I don't know what you, I need you, God. And I don't know what you're going to do either, but my eyes are on you and I'm just going to seek you because there's no alternative and I just need you to step into the situation. You know, it's about seeking him always, no matter the circumstances. And that gives us the perseverance to keep running our race, keep the fire burning, because we can't just seek him when things are all great, because life happens. Yeah. So I also encourage you to start your, mo- your morning in God's word, you know, like create a routine that you can stick to. It's like, it's, sim- it's simple things, but they're so powerful. And it's not until you start doing them that you realize it's power. So another thing could be just listening to worship music like on your way to work, if you're driving or whatever. You don't notice. There's been times I've been at school and then I just made like a choice to listen to worship music that morning and then friends have come up to me and they've gone, why are you so full of joy today? I've gone, I don't know. <laughs> and I started realising what I was doing and I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. So, you know, it's just like these simple things that can just keep us going. Yeah. It's not always easy to have the motivation to do it. But we, luckily that we have a family around us that will always encourage us. You know, we have, so we can always reach out to our friends. If you're struggling with reading the Bible, if you're just struggling in daily life just with situations, reach out to people. There are people around you that care genuinely. You know, so re- you know, reach out to them and reach out to others as well. Encourage them. Be like, have you read your Bible today? What did you read? What did it say? You know, motivate each other. You know, stay involved. Go to a connect group. Go join a team. You know, whatever. But just stay involved because because you can't run your race for God alone. That's not how God meant it. Like in you know, in the gardens of Eden, it was Adam and Eve together. You know, God was like, well, you, you need someone else to help you here. but yeah but day but life is a battle it's a battle between our soul and our spirit um our soul which is like our mind will and emotions and our spirit which is like the holy spirit in us and every day we've got to make that choice to step out and go do i go this way the world's way or do i go god's way and it's not easy but we've got to decide we've gone well you know I love God, and I've, I want to I go his way. So, yeah, I just encourage you to do these things so that you can have freedom and that you can just persevere to keep your fire burning in everyday life, you know, regardless of if you're at church or you're not. So going to say what I got out of summer camp because I haven't actually mentioned that it's probably quite important um, but yeah in summer camp I just experienced like 
real freedom just from things that were holding me down and things I didn't even know were holding me down like I was holding because it's one of those things where you don't realize until you're in that moment and God and God calls you and he goes you're holding this and I'm going no, I don't think I am and he's going yeah you are I know you and you are you just don't I know you more than you know yourself and you are and you go oh okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, but yeah but yeah that's all that's all gone now which is amazing but yeah I'm just um I feel so ready to start the forge now. Like, I just, I feel like I'm on such a good path. Yeah, I just feel, like, so encouraged by everyone. I've just made, like, amazing friendships with people like Di, for example. She was at summer camp, and I'll be with her on the forge. And we just built, like, we, we were just, like, so close, you know. And it's just great that I have, like, these relationships, like, going forward that will also help to, like, encourage me and stuff. But, yeah, I just had an amazing time. And, but yeah, thanks to all my friends because you guys encouraged me to speak and, you know, I wouldn't be here without you. But yeah, it was just, yeah, it was just amazing. We just experienced like God's, just like God's peace and his joy in like such a real way. It was just amazing. Everyone was just going for it. You know, we just love so, God so much. We're just going to continue to love him so much. Yeah. Praise God. God is good. God's doing some amazing stuff in, in our youth and I'm just so, yeah, amazing <laughs> what, God is, what God, is, God is doing. And, you know, and, and it's, it's so true just to kind of just say a few things off the back of that, you know, the importance of perseverance. That's been our vision for the whole year, isn't it? It's been about running, running our race, just, just keep on going, running our best, running our best race for God. There's be people who, who persevere. There's be people who, you know, put God first. You know, every area of our lives. It's, it's certainly, you know, my view as a pastor that it's definitely the the crucial, the crux of the issue. I think of being the, the successful Christian life is just is that battle that's going on inside us and winning that battle, yeah. and that battle that I don't mean like life's always. I mean life's always hard because life isn't always hard. I don't mean like that. What I mean is, but there's always a battle in our mind. There's always going to be a struggle going on inside us until we get to heaven. There's always going to be a struggle between our soul and our spirit. It will be an ongoing struggle between our soul our mind our will and our emotions that we we'll want to do one because remember our soul isn't sanctified spiritually we're a brand new person absolutely we're a brand new creation but our soul isn't sanctified or, or at least that's an ongoing process of sanctification so our soul is always going to want to do things and, and do things that want to contrary to, to to god's word you know but, but we have the holy spirit inside us and the key between those who who are successful christians i'm not like labeling christians here as like bad christians good christians that isn't what i mean but i'm sure we all want to be the the best Christians we can be for God, amen? That's what I'm saying. So if we want to be successful in that sense as a Christian, the key to it is, is, is that battle and allowing God to win that battle. Yeah. But it's constantly surrendering ourselves, surrendering you know, what our, our mind, our will, and emotions want to do and surrendering them to, to God and saying, like, you know, Jesus did that. I talk a lot of, I've talked a lot about that in the past about Gethsemane. That's what Jesus was doing, wasn't it? He was, he was fully God and fully human. And he was surrendering his, his soul, his mind, his will and emotions that didn't want to go to the cross. Let's face it, that, that's the reality, what's happening. It didn't want to go to the cross because all it was going to entail in a physical, emotional and spiritual sense. But he said, Father, not, not my will, yours be done. You know, and that's the key to the Christian life. And being a successful Christian uh, for God is about making that that daily choice or that hourly choice sometimes or or that minute by minute choice. Sometimes you're really struggling with some stuff to say, God, I'm I'm totally surrendered to you. Whatever whatever you want to do, 
do what, do what you need to do in me. And I surrender my, my desires. I surrender my, my mind, my will, and my emotions. I surrender my soul, soul to you. And I'm letting God win. Letting God just win that battle and making that choice on a, on a daily basis. You know, just to use a kind of a simple analogy. You know, you're in church this morning. That, that there's, there's a battle that you've won. Now, your body, your, your soul might have wanted to stay in bed. That's, that's reality. It might have Oh, I could do the lay-in, it's Sunday. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if I stayed in bed? Well, that's what your soul would want to do, right? That's what your soul does. Because it's like, oh, that'd be nice. I could just have a nice little, nice little lay-in. But, but you've made a great choice just this morning. It's just, just, just a simple analogy. You made a great choice to be in church. So even in that, there, there's a battle that you won, right? Yeah. That's what you had to do. You might say, soul, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I'm going to make myself subject to the, to, to the Holy Spirit that lives inside me. And I'm going to make a great choice, which is to be in the house of God and to be in his presence present this morning regardless of what my soul wants to do you know the soul is a is a terrible master if, if you're run by your this is just my pastoral observation i've also learned this in my own life if you're run by your soul you will make lots and lots of bad decisions i'm serious and this is not condemning anyone i'm just i'm just helping you in this right if you if you if you're run by your emotions and just by what your soul or make soulless your carnal uh, kind of a led life you're going to keep on making bad decision after bad decision after bad decision no, but God wants you to make great decisions. But the key to that is making your soul subject to, you know, to the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's like, no, not my will, but yours be done. Do what you want to do in me. I want to make the right choices for you. I want to live right. I want to live holy. I want to do, I just want all the purposes and plans that you have for me to be lived out in my life and for all of you as youth. That, that's just a, a key thing to do. You know, this world is so soulish. And I know they don't know better, that is true. I'm not judging the world in saying that, because they don't know any better, do they? You know, the Apostle Paul writes about this, he says, says the God of this world, and he's talking about the devil, in, in, I know the devil isn't God, but the way Paul describes it, the Apostle Paul describes it there, he says the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they can't see the light of the gospel. And that's the reality of where our world is at. They, they, they don't know any different. I mean, that's, that, that's true, in, in, certainly in the majority majority of cases, unless they kind of have been a Christian and gone away from God, but in the majority of cases, people just, are just clueless about this stuff. They just do whatever they want to do, whatever their soul tells them to do. Well, I want to do this, me, 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 me. And that's kind of, we live in a very me-driven world, don't we? Um, that's the kind of the way the world, the world is. So for those of you, particularly, particularly as youth and, and this world that you've grown up in, this internet generation, social media generation, which I didn't grow up in, I didn't, no, never heard of the internet until I was 18. So I had my entire childhood without hearing about the internet. Let alone social media, and I was 30 before YouTube and Facebook existed. Do you know what I mean? So, so I, haven't, I didn't do, grow up myself. I was a Christian, brought up in a Christian home. and went through school as a, as, a, as a Christian, so I know some of the challenges about that. But you're on a whole different level. Kind of some of the challenges that you face, you know, about, about body image, about conforming to stuff, the, way, the world's views about stuff. Everyone's got very, very strong, strong opinions. It's almost like you... The, the Christian opinion is almost like the opinion you can't have, and Christians are in this, in this, especially in this country, Christians are kind of singled out in a way that other faiths aren't. Even if faiths, even if other faiths have exactly the same views as us, as Christians on certain things like like marriage, etc., which other faiths have very similar views to us, but they're not mentioned at all. It's always no Christians, you're you're phobic, you're 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 not right. How can you say such things? You're judgmental. And, you know, and this is the world that, that we're all growing up in, but particularly our youth and, and the challenges of that. So I just encourage you just to, just to keep seeking God's face, as Elisa's encouraged you to do this morning. Just keep putting him first. Don't live by your mind, your will, and emotions. Make, make great decisions.
make great decisions every, every single day. Walk away from conversations if you need to walk away from conversations. Do, what, do whatever you need to do. Live right, live holy. You know, and God will, God will honor that. And honor that in so many, uh, so many different ways. God, God will bless that. You know, I've said this before and I'll say, I'll say it again. And it's, it's just a, it's a, bit, of a, it's a bit blunt, but it's just a reality of, being, of the Christian life is that God doesn't promise to bless whatever we do in life. And some Christians have to learn that, and it takes, they have to go through a lot of stuff in order to learn that reality. So don't go through the horrible stuff to learn it. Okay, let's just apply it to our lives, right? God does not promise, God does not say that we can do whatever we want, and he will bless it. That's just, it's not scriptural. If you've ever heard that, it's, it's not biblical. God does want to bless us, yes, but he promised to bless, he blesses obedience. That's what scripture makes clear in the Old Testament and the New Testament. That's what, that's what God blesses. When we're obedient to him, when we live out the way he wants us to live, that's what... That's what God will bless. So I encourage you, youth and all of us, live right, live holy. Subject your mind, your, your will and emotions to, to God. Surrender them to God on a daily basis. Spend time with him. Pray. Build, build relationship. Yeah. Amen. And, and you, know, you will just fly in God and all that he has, all he has for you, all he desires to do in, in your life. Amen. Yeah. Man, let's all just stand this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're so good. You're so, so good. Lord, we thank you for what we've heard this morning, for love, what you're doing in those young people's lives. I pray you just bless them, Lord, abundantly. Lord, and I pray you just help all of us, Lord, just to live right for you. Lord, to, to live surrendered to you. Lord God. We want you, Lord, to live out your purposes, Lord, and plans in our lives. Lord, whatever age we are, Lord, we don't want to make bad decisions. Lord, we want to make, we want to make holy decisions. Lord, we want, to, we want to live right for you. Lord God, we don't want to be carnal. Lord, we don't want to be soulish. We don't want to be run by our emotions. Lord God, we want to be, Lord, be anchored in you. We want our lives, Lord, to be built on the rock. Lord, when the storms and the wind and the waves come, which, we, which you said they would, Lord God, that, that we stand strong in you. Lord, you said that we can take heart because you have, in, in this world we will have trouble, but when we build our lives on that rock, we can take heart because you have overcome the world. Lord, we can live victorious in every circumstance. While other people's lives may be falling flat and those people around us, Lord, our lives, Lord, will stay strong in you. Lord, because you are our rock. You are our fortress. We thank you for the truth of that, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, let's help us all just to live surrendered lives. Lord, we seek your face always. Lord, we find our peace and our hope and our security and our strength, Lord, completely in you. We don't look to, look to find it anywhere else. There, there is nowhere else we are going to find it, Lord, other than you. Thank you, Jesus. You're so, so good. Lord, do your will in every single one of our lives. I pray in Jesus' name. just want to pray a second prayer while, while we're just in an attitude of, of prayer. Just, just want to give anyone an opportunity just to respond to the message this morning. If you've been challenged and, and God's speaking to you, you know, you really feel that God's speaking into, into your heart right now. And you need to respond to the message. You know, maybe you're not, not yet a believer or you're not yet a Christian. You wouldn't describe yourself as a Christian, but you can know what it is to be a believer this morning. You can know what it is to invite God into your life. You can know what it is to have God, God as your guide and as your saviour and your Lord. Maybe you're just fed up with doing things your own way, of making bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. And God wants to change that. He wants that to stop. And he wants to come into your life. He wants to guide you. And the Bible describes Jesus as a shepherd. 
and describes us as sheep and, and it's not God being disrespectful what he's, but what he's talking about is what a shepherd does with a sheep and a, and a shepherd who, who leads and guides protects a sheep that's, that's the job of a shepherd and that's what he wants to do in your life he wants to lead you, he wants to guide you he wants to protect you and if that's you and you want to invite God in your life we're going to pray a prayer in a second I encourage you to pray this prayer or maybe you've just gone off, off track You've been challenged by what's said this morning, or maybe you've just, you, you, you are a believer. You certainly would describe yourself as a believer, but you're living a soulish life. You're run by your mind, your will, and emotions, and, and you're not living a surrendered life. And God's not judging you this morning. He doesn't want you just to run back to him with open arms like Jesus described in the prodigal son. He's not judging you. He's, in fact, he's desperate for you to come back and, and to, get, to get back on track with him. But if that's you, I'd encourage you to pray this prayer as well this morning, just to get, get those things lined back up. Stop living a soulless life and just to run back to God. Make a surrendered life. Maybe some habits, some, some sins, some addictions and stuff you need to lay down. And, and, and you know if the Holy Spirit's convicting you now and talking to you. But I'd encourage you to lay those things down and live a surrendered life. Let's all just pray this together. Thank you, Jesus, for your amazing love for me. Thank you that you died on a cross for me, for taking my sin everything I'd ever done wrong or ever could do wrong. You paid the price for it. I invite you now into my life. I want to live for you. I want to live a surrendered life. I want you to lead me, to guide me, and to protect me as a shepherd. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. As our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. If you've prayed that prayer this morning, if you've never prayed a prayer like that before and you're inviting Jesus into your life this morning, or you've just, you're getting yourself back on track out of a soulish life, back into a surrendered life, I just encourage you just to, just to pop your hand up and say, yeah, Pastor Paul, I've prayed that prayer. Because we would love to come and chat with you and to pray with you afterwards. So anyone this morning, don't miss your opportunity. God's speaking to you right now. Thank you, Jesus. You're so, so good, Lord. You're amazing, amazing God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, do your will in every single one of our lives. Accomplish your purposes and your plans. Thank you, Jesus. You're such an amazing, amazing God. Amen. Amen.